Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode, and sorry for the one week delay. Uh, I think you've noticed that uh, these Geekscapes are coming out you know, every week, every other week, uh, mainly as I've been busy and um, have been finding some amazing guests. I don't want to just throw a bunch of Geekscape episodes down your throat with like, dude off the street, but I think last week, uh, last episode with Jason Inman, I got a lot of cool feedback from how much, how in depth we got on comic books. Um, yeah, dude knows his comics, and yes, we got very, very, very into comics. If this is your first Geekscape, I'm Jonathan Lennon. We're going to be talking movies, video games, comic books, TV, pop culture, but we do it through a prism with storytellers, and sometimes they're musicians. This episode is a musician, as it was two episodes ago with MC Chris. I also got a lot of feedback on that MC Chris episode. Thank you guys for all of that. Yes, that one got intense. Um, and later this week, look for a mini episode. Uh, I sat down with my good friend Dr. Morsky, Dr. Lynn Marie Morsky. She's uh, got a book on the art of quitting. For those of you who have super cluttered lives, or maybe you feel burdened, or maybe you really went out of control at the Steam summer sale and have a billion games that you bought and will never play, uh, discover the art of quitting. Like You can just say no to a lot of things and cut your losses or find a way to course correct in a different direction and do that and and Dr. Lynn is pretty awesome with that she wrote a book just about quitting you may think of quitting in negative terms nope we're going to make it a positive but that episode will come up in a few days um, I'm in San Diego hanging out with my good friend Chris Fafalio so the band Punchline who I think you heard a version of in the Geekscape theme song you absolutely did that was from the John Bellin era that's and, right <laughs> and Chris and I are sitting in the uh, tour van here uh, in San Diego, you guys played San Diego last night. You're playing Orange County tonight, and I'm part, doing a part of like a little mini tour with you guys in Southern California because you haven't played Southern California in wait for it ten years. Right? Yeah, that was too long. Too long. <laughs> it's of a, a break. bit long, but we won't do that again. Do you think I your swear. fans will still be here, or do you think your fans will be like 
like hungry now? Do you think, I think there's anticipation or I I've been get you know we get, get hit up by a lot of people on the social networks and I think tonight in Anaheim is going to be great. We're playing at the Chain Reaction where we met. That's where we met. That is where we met. Wow. We met there in We met there, I want to say in January or February of 2004. Nice. Yeah. So, so tonight, Chris and Steve. Steve is the lead guitarist. Uh, the guitarist. He's, he's the both singer. Could, yeah, both, he's definitely lead singer. Well, because the yeah, he's the lead singer, and the guitarists kind of trade lead parts. Yeah, I you don't know play if you bass. Would call nobody Steve shares. The lead no, nobody shares the bass parts with you. Right, right. I'm the only bassist. You're the only yeah. bassist. Every now and then, somebody kicks a drum on accident, and like there, you can say that maybe Corey's not the drummer. But only when somebody accidentally kicks a drum. Okay, yeah, that works. Uh, but listen, the Punchline Boys have a new album out. It's called Lion. I think you guys should all go and listen to it. If you, you listen, just put it on Spotify. If you don't want to go out and buy it, I think you should buy it. I think you should buy it. I think you should buy a digital version of it, a physical version of it, and some version of a tattoo based on your favorite song off the album. But right, if you want to just Spotify for now, you can yes. do that. Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere. And title, uh, Google, whatever <laughs> it's on everything. So it's called Lion. If you guys go check it out. And Chris be awesome. has been in the band since the beginning, and uh, they've been going on a long time. Um, so let's talk because let's it's been it. a while since you've geekscaped with me or talked pop culture with me. We've been catching a lot of Pokemon out here. Yes. You're somebody who's been playing every day on Pokemon Go since the beginning of it. Since the week it came out, I saw. A friend of mine playing and I was like this looks like the stupidest thing ever I'm not gonna play this because then I realized you had to like actually go outside because like, I'm not gonna play this but then I downloaded it I'm like okay let's give this a chance my wife and I and uh, we went out to this small town called Charleroi which is near the town where I grew up in Pennsylvania and it was the week maybe the second week it was out okay and it was like a, a weeknight it was 11 p.m. and we went out to these pokey stops and there were people everywhere playing. I've never <laughs> seen anything like it in my life. People of all ages, of all ethnicities, of all like I was like what is this? And the Nintendo stock doubled that week yeah. and like it was just it from then on I don't know other than maybe some extreme cases I haven't really missed a day. I get those 7-day streaks non-stop like I'm Take it seriously. By the end of this tour, I will be a level forty. And then uh, you got to wait for the up the level cap. I don't even know if they'll do that. You don't think the level cap beyond forty? I, I don't think because they keep it so true to the original, like to the card games and to the original video games. I don't think that you can do that because then you're messing with the stats, right? right? You're messing I mean, with from the what I understand. But at the same time, when because we've talked about this in Gatescape, is we're going to talk video games, movies, video. We're going to talk all sorts of stuff, but. I feel like, yes, they, they change things incrementally in the Pokemon universe, but uh, we have this new Let's Go games coming out on the Switch, which you and I are big Switch fans. When the Let's Go games come out, it seems like they're uh, bringing in a bit of the Pokemon Go stuff, right? right? But they're also, I think, incrementally changing a bit of the basic Pokemon like oh. aesthetic. Because... They did say Nintendo did say that they're going to have a core Pokemon game for the Switch later in the year. This is Pokemon Let's Go, isn't po- that? Pokemon Let's Go seems like a amalgamation of 
the traditional Pokemon game and stuff, some of the social uh, things that you've learned from Pokemon Go? Well, the, the, the things I know about Pokemon Let's Go so far is that you can import Pokemon that you've... The, 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 uh, the Gen 1s yes. that you've caught, you can import them into the game. And I, I was a little bit disheartened to hear that when you import them into the Switch game, they come off yeah. of your of your actual Pokemon. So, like, my best Pokemon, I'm not going to put them into the game. No, no. Uh, but I'll, be, I'll be putting, like, the random, you know, Magikarps and stuff like that. But luckily, yeah. luckily I have so many Pokemon. <laughs> I keep, so I keep like, ten of every Pokemon. So. Why? For trading and because, like, I, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a Pokemon hoarder. <laughs> like, I have 1,050 spots, and I'm, I am always, like maxed out and have to go through and like decide who I want to delete. I go through and I, I praise I appraise them. I was showing you how I appraise <laughs> today. And uh I take it seriously and it's funny because there was uh a girl who came to a show in Brooklyn on the first leg of this tour on who thought that I was like an OG Pokemon person and but then I just talked about Pokemon Go and she's like, Oh my God. You've never you're played. a casual and I was like I play Pokemon every day. It's just, you're a casual. You didn't play Pokemon Sun or Pokemon... No, and I didn't. Well, Pokemon Sun is so recent, like, she can shut but, it I mean, But, I mean, I was using that as an example because I don't... I, I didn't play, like, the right. original Right, red games. and blue and green and yeah, yellow. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't play the card game. Right. But I love Pokemon Go. And if that makes me a casual, I play every day and I love it, then so be it. Yeah, um, there's never been a more intense casual... Yeah, I'm a very intense casual. <laughs> there are a couple of people who I know who are at that level cap, and uh, I think they believe it's going to up. Really? But you know what? Let me know when you get there. Okay. I'll see it when you get there. You might do it today. I'm going to do it by the end of this tour. I'm going to get there because I'm going to. By the end of today, when I open some more gifts tonight, I put on a lucky egg. I'm going to be level 39. <laughs> so uh, I need five million XP after that. But I told you today about how you can. Now, yeah, it's not a hack. It's no, just not, it's just a smart way to do it. It's a smart way for any if any of you guys play Pokemon Go. Obvious, you know, you can trade gifts now. When you get to the third level, which is Ultra Friends, click on the little the little circles at the top, and it tells you how many days until you're until you're the next level of friends. And by how many days? It's how many days in which you trade. Right. Yeah. So what you do when it gets down, save your gifts when you're getting close, and when it gets down to one, don't open the gift. Wait till you have a bunch of gifts that where it says one day left. Put on a lucky egg, because when you become ultra friends, it's fifty thousand XP. But if you put on a lucky egg, it's a hundred thousand XP. So then I had a day where I got a million XP just by opening ten gifts that I had saved. Wow! Up. And then when you become best friends, when you hit the fourth level, which I I'm not best friends with anyone yet, because it takes like sixty days. Yeah. Once you hit ultra. Yeah. Before you get the best, but that's two hundred thousand, aka four hundred thousand if you put a lucky egg on. So I have my friend Johnny back at home. Uh, in like eight more days, we're going to be best friends. Which that's four hundred thousand XP right there if you put a lucky egg on before you open that final gift. And if it's a good friend of yours, you should hit them up or text them and say, "Hey, I'm going to open this final gift now." Uh, yeah. So you should put you, a lucky egg on yeah. too. You know. But if it's some random, who cares? Fuck them. <laughs> okay. So you you weren't into this at all before Pokemon Go. I, I, I no, not really. Not really. Uh, I thought you had been because we're Nintendo. You're I, like a Nintendo fanatic. I I do love everything Nintendo. Maybe peripherally, I I think I actually did have one of the Pokemon games. And I didn't really get too into it. One of the old like Game Boy Advance ones. Right. Um. But yeah, I'm. I'm uh, but I I do love Nintendo. I'm surprised it took me this. It took Pokemon Go to. Have you gotten into some of the other like? 
have you gotten into um, maybe like like Fire Emblem or maybe like no, like whenever you think Nintendo, you think of like Mario, Zelda, and I, I probably Metroid. Uh-huh. Do you think of the, like in in Pokemon? I think is now up there for sure with those four. Now it's four. Oh yeah, because it used to be those like the, those were like the three core, and now it's those four. Do you the, then then you get the second tier stuff of like you got to be a little deeper with like Fire Emblem and some of that. Would, would you start going to that or like maybe Pikmin or you start being like who are some of the other Smash Brothers characters and I'm going to explore those well, games. I loved Earthbound. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest ever. Um, right. I remember and, when you downloaded that And Yeah I yeah, remember when you amazing. were like I don't know anything about this And you downloaded it And you loved it Yeah So well, I just brought that up Because you said Smash Brothers characters Sure sure But and like I think I think Smash Brothers Is a Is like a um, Like a, a Gateway drug For a lot of those Extra games Dude, Smash Brothers I want to like it so bad I'm with you on this And it's just a button smasher I'm with you on that And my cousin Who's a Nintendo freak He's a lot younger than me But he he's just like No it's not There are moves you can do there are, I'm like I'm just hitting buttons And things are happening And I, it's entertaining For only so long I agree with him But I think I'm wired The way you are wired Yeah Where I'm like Yes I understand That there are combos And that there is a Skill level to this I don't think I can bring myself to a level, to a point where I can give a shit enough to not do anything but smash buttons. Right, um, but I do. I, I would love to talk to you about a few Switch games that I love. Let's go. One is Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's one that I will not download because Derek Cranavelt on our Geekscape Games podcast and our our site manager, um, he is addicted. To that. He got addicted to that, and then he found out that it was taking his wife's life apart as well. Yeah, my, my wife and I play together. Like, you play a day, and then you <laughs> uh, trade the controller to them, and, no. and you, then you sit there. And, you know, while the other person's playing, you might, like, mess around on your phone, maybe watch them. Because you don't, you know, you're watching someone, like, water their garden or watching <laughs> someone, like, walk in a mine. It's not, but when you're playing it, yeah, it's it's insanely addictive. Why is it so addictive? Because it, it, I remember one of those. Life sim sim kind of games that I was addicted to was um, what was the original Harvest Moon? Well, that's that's like what Harvest, it's based like off Harvest Moon was the N sixty four game that I remember playing Harvest Moon and being into that. How is this different than Harvest Moon, and Look, why is it a different drug? I never played Harvest Moon, but uh, we had a, a friend, uh, our friend Emily, loved Harvest Moon, and, and she saw what Stardew Valley was. She's like, "Oh my god!" I think what also a bigger version of yeah, I think yeah. it's bigger and it's it's 2018 version of something that came out a long time ago. So it's it's the I don't think the the graphics are basically like Super I love Nintendo. Graphics yeah, I love the nostalgia and, graphics, and but I think the story is a lot bigger, and and what you can do is a you lot. You can fight bigger. and stuff like that. Yeah, you go into my. That's a small part of it. Okay. Uh, fight, fighting is part of it, but m- gardening's the main part. Gardening and then selling your selling your wares to buy things and uh, and 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 increasing friendship with all the people in the village. And then there's a supernatural element to yeah. it. And there's it's just it's awesome. I kind of hit a point where my it's funny. Like I hit a point with that game, and I think this is why I've kind of stopped playing. And my wife too hit a point where my farm. Was enormous Your farm? Yeah, yeah my farm Was enormous And it was all pigs And pigs 
lay truffles or whatever they sniff truffles and truffles are worth a lot of money so my farm was just covered in like hundreds of truffles every day and i just spent the game picking up truffles all day <laughs> until the sun went down and selling them and that's all it became to me i, I got millions and millions of dollars and like i'm like uh I guess I'm... You broke the game. I guess I'm done because I just, you know, it just got to that point because I don't think it will ever end. You There's know, nothing I, else that you really, that was of value to do in the yeah, game yeah. that would have brought you that much value. But it, it kind of sucks that there's not an ending. Like, I kind of right. want a proper ending. You know, it's, it's like that. Unless there is, and I don't I know about it. I think you found it. The whole the entire planet's covered in truffles. Yeah. <laughs> the pigs take over. Basically. Do you hear, I mean, when that, uh... When that nuclear reactor exploded in Japan, uh-huh. um, the, it was near farms, and a lot of those people had to evacuate. And some of them, a lot of them, left their farms right. with the animals. They they didn't they didn't take them. They they had to abandon the animals. And you started getting reports a couple years later about the nuclear fallout in the surrounding area, and how the pigs would go in to the nuclear place that had been, you know, cordoned off from people. People couldn't enter the nuclear sites, but animals could totally do it. And they're in there eating stuff, and now they have, like, radioactive pigs in Japan. Oh, jeez. So, I don't think, uh, if there's kaiju, I don't think it's going to look like Godzilla. I think it's going to look like one of these pigs. Right. It's going right. to be a giant pig monster. Um, okay, so, so, so that's the Switch game that you love. Uh, well, We're getting I, video I should, games first here. I Geek should have Davis. started with this, like I said last night. I told you Breath of the Wild is not only my favorite video game ever made, it's my favorite piece of entertainment ever made. But you're a music fan. Like, you're a musician. Like, what kind of music? <sighs> okay, do you maybe, I'm, to? maybe I'm not including music in Is that. music your first love? Like, yes. music is like yes. your. Music's thing. my number one. But music's your number one. I, I'm talking, when I say favorite, I'm saying I'm counting all movies and I'm counting all um, TV shows. And, okay. you know, they. In, in video games, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Comic books. Right. Breath of the Wild is my favorite of anything. Like, I, that experience of, you know, those few months, my wife and I played it and beat it. In, not just, you know, because I had beat it. The first time I beat that game, I just played it by myself. And I didn't even beat all four of the Divine Beasts. I, I, there's a whole yeah. section of the game I never even saw. Oh, my God. I accidentally got to Ganon, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll beat him. And then it was over, and I was like, damn it. I didn't even go to the Goron. The first time I played wow. it. So I never even saw that part of the game the first time I played it. But then my wife and I played it as completionists. And every side quest, every DLC thing, every the only thing, like I told you, we didn't do all the Korok seeds. Yeah. We had about half of them. Well, you know what? Until Nintendo gives us trophies on their systems, mm-hmm. the Korok seeds seem like something that most people aren't going to do. Because... Unless you have like a platinum trophy or something to show you that you're really 100% of the game, it's like, come on, that's a lot to ask. I've been playing Spider-Man uh-huh. on the PS4, and uh, Geekscape, is, it is incredible. And they've been talking about it a little bit on Geekscape Games, because uh, Derek's playing it. So if you're a video game fan and you want to get deeper into video games, for sure, go download that podcast. But um, the Spider-Man game is, it, it, the Arkham Knight, Arkham Asylum Arkham City Like comparison is true It does feel like Those games But it is The world is so much bigger The swinging is fluid You can do tricks As you swing you can, In the spirit of Spider-Man Is huge uh, Our friend uh, Yuri Lowenthal Who's been on the show vo- uh, And his wife Tara Plot too uh, Yuri voices Spider-Man uh, Tara is de- Funny enough Detective Yuri In the game um, and the game is amazing. I think the writing is phenomenal. It's an incredible Spider-Man story. 
the acting in it is awesome. The the job that they did with the motion capture and the performances, everything just feels like you're watching the best Spider-Man movie. And yeah. the missions are all fun. Uh, the side missions are a lot of fun, which is frustrating when the story is like being like, "Oh no, someone's breaking into the bank," and you're like, "Wait, but I have to help. I have to go get a backpack off the side of a building <laughs> that Peter Parker left five years ago." Because right. that's one of the side quests: is you go and collect Peter's backpacks that he's left around the town, and it's just fun. It's just fun swinging around and being like, "Oh, there's Avengers Tower in the background, and there's all these different Marvel landscapes and New York landscapes." So, yeah, so that might be game of the year. Really? So the thing I was going to ask you. Uh, as someone with a lot of knowledge about this is I loved Breath of the Wild so much what is the next logical step of a game for me to play after I that? think it, I, I, well here's the thing because I did go into Skyrim after that mm-hmm. you know people talk about how Zelda was, it was like Zelda Skyrim there's cooking and there's an open world and all this stuff but Skyrim was very much its own thing and then like there's the Witcher series but those are really Live act, like those are really action RPG games where you're leveling up, you're doing all that stuff. In Zelda, you don't level up; you acquire better things, you know, to 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 go get fight or yeah, go get the elements. You get heart containers. You get you you, know. you your health levels up and your stamina levels up. Right. Um, but it's not through combat; it's through attaining pieces of the story. Right. Okay. And so. It's not like you can grind in Zelda. Yeah. Like in these games, you can grind and go up through levels like in an right. RPG. Um, I don't think there's a lot similar to this. Um, supposedly, on the PS4, uh, and maybe it's the Xbox, there were a couple, there was, um, oh God, Geekscapists were really into video games were screaming at me, but like Zero Dawn supposedly was like similar, but... Um, I think it's on Nintendo to make something that is similar to it. I really hope they they keep the engine, oh. and they give us a Majora's Mask. What Majora's Mask was to um, to Ocarina of Time. I hope that they have some new game that uses the same engine and world as this and, one. And how long is it going to take? Somebody was telling me it's going to take seven years or something before there's another would be another console before there's another another like. And I'm not talking about you know how they did with the last thing they did. Uh, what, was, what was the uh, one that they re-released on the Wii? Skyward Sword? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, on Skyward Sword they had. Or no, 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 no not that one. Um, uh, the 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 remake they just did on Wii U. Oh, you're talking about uh, Twilight Princess? Is that what it was? Well, Twilight Princess was the Wii game that they upres to Wii U. Okay. And that was Twilight Princess that they did an HD version of. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway. My point is, when is the next proper full Zelda? How long is it going to take? Is it going to be Switch? Is it going to be the next Nintendo? Because console? this was a Wii U game. What? Oh yeah, they did make this for Wii U too. Right? It was a Wii U game that they then released on the Switch. So yeah. this game that is your best favorite piece of entertainment ever outside of music is a Wii U game that wow. they put on the Switch. I never even thought about that. But yeah, it was a Wii U game, and um, would it have saved the Wii U? It probably would not have saved the Wii U. The Wii U was like mismarketed and probably had should have had a different name. Yes, well, just adding a U to it. Yeah, the average I person. Think you created you created competition with yourself. Yeah, but um, I this is the best game I ever played. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's yeah. a, I don't know if it's my favorite piece of entertainment, but God, I'm in love with it. Um, I'm only mentioning this the, the Spider-Man game because people, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you've heard my love of 
uh, of this game. Um, people are talking about a Skyward Sword remake for the Switch. Skyward Sword is my least favorite Zelda game, hmm. the one that was dedicated to the Wii. And it had the motion controls. I liked uh, the motion yeah. controls in the Wii. What I didn't like was the level design and like the map design, where you're basically just following a sword around. You're the first person who ever showed me a Wii. I am. Yeah, we we were at your place when Wii had just come out, and I played Wii Sports with you. And you know what I thought? I thought this is stupid. And then you I became didn't, a fucking pro in all those sports. I, yeah, I loved it. And then I, I for some reason I you know what you know what sold me on it? It wasn't you that sold me on it in Wii Sports. It was playing WarioWare Smooth Moves. In a band we were touring with, Van and I was just like, "Oh my God, what is this?" I found a use for this stupid device. Uh, that that game blew my mind, and that like brought me. That game may have been what brought me back to Nintendo after not after honestly not really caring about yeah. video games that much for a bunch of years. Yeah, like uh, you know, when I was growing up, I played a lot of sports games, Madden and NHL and NBA Jam and things like that. But then it was. And of course, I liked Sonic and Mario games and, and Zelda so, games. Yeah, and, so, Sonic's my guy. Yeah, but uh, it was. I think it was what was smooth moves that brought me back and like <laughs> made me want to play That's games. So again. random. Yeah, it's a crazy. Game. Um, there's a new Wario game out for the Switch. I don't know yeah. if you're into it. So, so let's keep going down your list. And I want to talk to you about music and uh, and movies and stuff like that. But like, um, let's keep going down the list. Uh, you said. You, you mentioned like Stardew Valley Now you're talking about okay, this um, I started playing this game That just I think it just came out uh, Like I like some of these Little indie games Sure yeah. um, This game called um, West of Loathing What is it? It is an RP, It's a It's a A funny RPG Where you're like Little stick characters In like uh-huh. the wild west okay. And you pick like like I picked I'm a snake oiler And that just means I have this snake I carry around And I can whip it at people And it's very And it shoots like venom at people Yeah But it's very turn based RPG You know And it's very like basic It's very text based Yeah But it's funny Yeah uh, You should check it out Like it's okay. It's a pretty funny little game um, uh, We, My wife and I played Life is Strange That is a Geekscape Games favorite Yeah it's great. I mean, that, that game original is a huge favorite. We didn't like the prequel there. that much, the Before the Storm sure. one that came after, just because it lost all the supernatural stuff. Right. Like, it, but like the being able to reverse time and like the story got so great. Did you be? Did you play the? Entire I never played it because I uh, knew it would be chunks of my life gone. But it's not that Derek and everybody swear by it. And I played through like the Walking Dead Telltale stuff. And yeah, I and love I, those and Telltale. I, and, games. And, and I'm an I'm a I'm an old old OG. I'm not a casual when it comes to adventure games. Uh-huh. This is Mr. Monkey Island you're talking to. Like, I love adventure games. Um, but I knew Life is Strange. It really, when it, came out, when it came out, it came out within the last two years, I was just going through major life transition. I'm a woman now. No, I was going through the divorce and everything. Right. And that was like, uh, I was really not concentrating on video games. Unless you were called Breath of the Wild. Right. But Life is Strange, what... What's crazy about that to me is we started playing it and I, we're almost we're almost kind of like scoffing at it at first. We're like, oh, just like how I did the same thing with like when we watched Gilmore Girls. I'm like, right. I'm like, oh, this is stupid, but it's got the uh, soap element. But to it. I'm gonna watch it. So we started playing that game, kind of like jokingly in a way. Like when we started playing, we're like walking around the school talking to people. This is stupid. But then by the end of that game, we were just our minds were blown at yeah. where it went. Like yeah. I'm not I don't, no spoilers here, but just know that if you start playing that game and you're like, why am I I'm a I'm a high school girl like 
just walking around the halls of the school, why would I play this? Just know, if you stick with it through all the episodes, you'll be like, oh my god, this is insane. I've heard enough praise from people that I trust that I know I would love that game. The sequel's coming out. Yeah, right. And, yeah, I think that'll be good. Uh, and Derek went to E3 uh, with a group of Geekscapists, and uh, I think he sat through a panel. There's a, If you guys listen to Geekscape Games, there's a couple episodes where they're talking about that, and they definitely talk about the Life is Strange Sequel and all the stuff that they experienced that they were doing promoting down there uh, up there in Seattle. So, dude, uh, it's definitely on my list of things to check out when I start playing it. I, You're playing it on the Switch? Yeah. Or uh, no, we actually played yeah. that uh, on. I think we played it on our PS4. Yeah, so. because that one is. I don't know if it's on the Switch. Yeah, I don't know either. But we we have a PS4, an Xbox 360, <clears throat> and a Nintendo Switch. Okay. So. The Xbox uh, is the next thing to get upgraded. I know, but I don't need to do that. I know. PS4, I know. I mean, it's like nobody's. We up. bought a PS4 to play. Um, what's it called? The zombie game. <laughs> right. Uh, 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 Last of Us. Yeah, which is great. And I would, I bought the PS4 to play Spider-Man, and I will go back and I will pick up God of War, and of course. You know when Red Dead Redemption comes out The only challenge to Spider-Man's game of the year Red Dead Redemption, when that thing comes out We're gonna ride Yeah, uh, I got another indie game too. Okay, go for it uh, Night in the Woods What is it? Is it like a don't starve type thing Where like you're left out there in the middle of Stranded And you have to start putting no, things no. together pretty fast um, You know, I'm from Pittsburgh Sure And this game was made by I believe people from the Indiana PA area Um and it really caught on. It's it's uh, you're these little animals, and but uh, wait, you're like a, a ferret or like a little rabbit. Yeah, it's just you're, you live in a town where all the animals are very like people like anthropomorphic, animals. like Anthrop- animal, yeah, right, like exactly. animal crossing. That's the word I was looking for. Sure. And you're a little cat. Okay. And, um, <laughs> so immediately you're, you're, you love it. You're an angsty teenage female cat. You're very very like. The fact that they're animals, it's weird that they're even animals. And it's just like, it's another thing like Life is Strange. You're like a teen, you're like a, a an angsty teenager. Right. But what I thought was so cool about it is that it was made by someone from the general area by me. I think they kickstarted it um, and rate, you know made like hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it. And then the the music's awesome. The seat, the, the town... It looks like Johnstown, Pennsylvania to me. Like this this place you're you're playing in this world that like looks like a place I know that's near me. The, the music's awesome. Uh it's very, very text driven. It's very it's very like you're reading lots mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh by the end it got like way overboard with that. But it was it was still like really cool and a neat game, I thought. It, Night in the Woods. Did you finish it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was good. But it was heavy text. Yes. What books do you like? No, yeah. <laughs> what books do you like? We'll read it. Um, so, let's talk music because you're okay. uh, this album. How's it doing? Good, man. We we uh, released it in April, and we've done a lot of touring on it, and we've got a lot of good feedback from you know from people that already liked us. Um, we've gotten really good feedback as like you know our last album was a very pop oriented album. This Thrilled? is kind of. A, Yes, and this is kind of a return to rock for us. Was thr- did Thrill do good? Uh, do, we, did it do good? Did it do good? Did it do well? Uh, we didn't do very much touring on it. Right. <laughs> uh, so that, realistically, if you're an independent band now, if you're not out there hitting up, you know, doing tours and hitting up places, there's a lot of music in the world. And I think that any, um, you know, as far as doing good, yeah, I mean, the people that, liked us 
I, I think they liked it, and but I, I don't think we did a lot on our end. Minus a, minus a couple uh, music videos that I was really happy with, but uh, yeah, we weren't hitting it as hard as we are with this album. Before Thrilled, what was that album? Uh, that before was... Thrilled was um, uh, wait, let me think about the order. <laughs> I know you before guys have thrilled, been around. Uh, well, well, we released twenty the, years now. So nice to meet you. EP, so nice to meet you. Which was very successful for us. That was huge. And uh, I think Universe is one of the best songs you guys have. That's like an automatic hit pop. That's a that's a hit song. Thanks, man. We uh says the one person. Now if I can only get a million people to agree with me, you guys actually <laughs> yeah, have a that'd hit be cool. song. Yeah. That seems to be our most you know, judging on like stats on the like Spotify and Apple Music, that seems to be our our most popular song. Um, and that song was used in a lot of like commercials and backgrounds awesome. of T V shows and stuff like that, so that was cool. Uh but yeah, that that was that, and, and that was 2012 that that came out. And then thrilled. Yeah, thrilled. Um, it was weird, like it is a little bit of like a pop. There's a lot of electrics. Like you guys did a lot of like ed- like engineering on the album yeah, with like it a was lot very of, produced. A lot of slick, produced, slick produced pop. But um, still, some of my favorite songs are on there. Like, 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 tell me how you sleep tonight. Right. And tell me that. It's like I love that song. I love that video. Thanks, man. And um, and not to say that you weren't warned if you're like a, a punchline fan, like a, a song like "Cowdies and B Major" off of one of the earlier albums, "Delightfully Pleased." Right. Like that seemed like a that seems like a sister song to "Tell Me How You Sleep Tonight," just based on lyrics, just based on like right. the weird imagery that you guys are putting out there. Right. Right. Those yeah. seem like They're sister songs. Trippy. They both are trippy. I never thought about that. They are trippy. I related songs, those though. songs almost like immediately. I was like, okay, this is you guys taking us on a mindscape. Right. Yeah, that's a good call. I never really thought about that, but uh, yeah, and you know, with, with with all of our albums, there there might be differences in. And the approach or the production or whatever, but it's always us. It's always like punchline songwriting. Maybe it's presented in a different way, uh-huh. but it's uh, you know I'm always I don't ever like maybe a song here and there I'll be like ah that could have been presented to people in a different way or we could have uh, the structure of that isn't how I want it. But I'm always like happy with you know no regrets when it comes to uh, our past album. Do, do you still have a lot of fans from like the action days who ask for songs from action to be played live and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. There's people like there was there was in uh, actions and uh, Geekscape was al- actions an album that came out in like oh four two oh four. Yeah. So that's how I met you guys on the action tour. Right. Um, yeah. That that's what's so awesome about you know even like. Last night we played in San Diego, and there were several people there who have been listening to Punchline for 15 plus years. <laughs> you know, people that come up to me like, "Oh my God, I've been listening to you guys!" Like people in their 30s who have been listening to us since they were 15. I'm almost and, not in my 30s yeah. anymore, and I've been listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing that that there are people out there that have stuck with us yeah. for so long through every change that we've had, through every like you know, they they just. That I, I don't, never take that for granted. Right. You know, that's, uh, I feel lucky that people have stuck with us. And But we're still out there on this tour, like with the Spill Canvas, winning over, you know, new trying people. to win over new people. Yeah. And it, it seems to be going pretty well. I thought well. that was a cool thing that you guys did last night was that at the beginning it was, tech, it was clearly, there were a handful of people there for you. It was clearly a Spill Canvas crowd. Right, right, yeah. This and they're a little more seen. They're a little more there, like they're hanging out at the bar. 
waiting for the band that came to see the headliners come on. And slowly but surely, they started, like, turning away from their drinks and watching you guys. And watching that happen was really cool. Because I worry, I want, like, you know, you always worry that, like, the music that you're into goes out of fashion. Right. And, the, and, and it happens. Like, the bands you love, they break up and move on to other things. Like, they just stop doing it. Um, but the fact that you guys are still doing it is huge for me. Like, it, Thanks, it's man. such a soundtrack. Not only are you the theme song of our podcast, but, like, you're a soundtrack to a lot of what I, you know, I, I go through. Um, so, you I, guys are one of my favorite bands, for sure. I like to think If you that, do a collaboration with Mr. T Experience, everything will be perfect. Yeah, I love Mr. T Experience. Um, I think that we, um, it's not even intentional, but we, we evolve too and that doesn't mean that we're evolving trying to sound like whatever's popular at the moment but we're influenced by the things that we love and i think more than ever like we have this song darkest dark on our new album um that's that's a pretty good example for me of a song where when we the the way it's produced the way the way we wrote that song we were trying to write a song that doesn't sound dated we're trying to write mm-hmm. songs that we feel like 20 or 30 years from now it's just a good Still song, a good song yeah. that that doesn't isn't pigeonholed into like the sound of the moment. You know what I mean. So, what's the process of putting a song like that together? Like who? That one in particular, what? Steve. Steve had um, had a verse and a chorus. We worked on the musically, but not not. He does the words first, or does he? Uh, I hums think it that I think that we both tend to do melody first most of the time. But every song is its own thing. If you have some lyrics you really like, you can always work around that. I feel like I personally can tell when someone wrote the lyrics first because a lot of times I don't feel like the melodies are strong because I feel like there are bands that try to... They really want to say these lyrics and they will do whatever it takes. They will jam them in there however they can. Whereas if you come up with the melody first, something that is catchy and, and, and feels good, and then you massage the lyrics what you want to say into that and i think that's how that worked with darkest dark steve but anyway steve had the original idea that for some of that we worked on some lyrics and some melodies together but you know that was uh steve came to brought that idea i think he sent it to me via text message or something uh at first and um yeah i was i i liked that song a lot because and in this album in general for anyone that's listening you know we tried not to write because we've had so many in the in the past we tried not to write heartbreak songs because it's so overdone and cliche and not that i don't love that but and not that you can't listen to some of these songs on this album and interpret them that way like darkest dark you could interpret it as a love song but it, it could also just be like a song that um is a thank you to a friend who's helped you through a dark sure. time. Or it could be interpreted as a love song. But to leave that interpretation out there and not have to be so explicit, to, to, to leave some room for interpretation mm-hmm. uh, with the songs was important to us. And we were pretty proud of the fact that it wasn't like, uh, you know, an album full of, uh, you know, My Heart is Broken songs, you know, yeah. because we have plenty of those. Not saying, Not saying that we won't write more of those and not saying I don't like those because I feel like look at what's let's turn on the radio and it's you, all love songs it all it really is yeah it's it all really love is. songs some what, of them aren't even arguably songs <laughs> but 
Yeah. There's a theme there, right? And 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 I I think love and I'm not saying we don't have love songs, but not that everyday normal type of love. There are a lot of different types of love. There's right. the you know family love and there's friend love and there's you know and you guys have the pet thing going on right now yeah yeah tell, tell us about that um punchline pets at gmail.com yeah tell we, me about that at every show we ask the crowd to send us pictures of their pet uh because we're going to put together a we have a song called a friend indeed on our new album we want to make a montage of pictures of people's pets because we are animal lovers everybody in this band has pets multiple pets and uh you know, I think that's a great kind of love. You know, I know you can relate to that. And, yeah, uh, if Geekscape would send you pictures, would you guys take it? Absolutely. That'd so be amazing. Punchlinepets at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yeah. Send them your pictures of your pets and high res guys. Come on, we're yeah, Geekscapists. Yeah. Like, don't be sending them any of this, right. like, Nothing. low res stuff. Like, yeah. we need, like, at least a thousand DPI, yeah, please. No, no, su- no pictures from your T Mobile sidekick. We need. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone 8 or better <laughs> Remember when you guys All had the sidekick Dude when the sidekick Came out First time I saw you, A sidekick was, was You guys all had one And you were Nuts about them I, It blew my mind You could be on Instant Messenger On your phone That was insane Yeah you, And uh, you're all Flipping your sidekicks Yeah I I, I, can, I uh, really took care Of mine For sure You still have it Yes I do still have it I mean I have All my I had a couple of them But I still Have them all Yeah so when you're out on tour, like how do you entertain yourself? Like like today we're sitting in San Diego, we're going to go to Orange County. Like what do you do? You, do get, you don't get a chance to see a movie, do you? No, but we do have a chance. Every chance we get to play hacky sack. Uh, Paul is here at the van. He, I think he's asking you for the keys. Yeah. Um, so uh, we had a pretty. Oh no, for the room. For the room. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we have pretty uh, epic. Hack circle here at like one thirty in the morning last night yep. outside of Denny's. That is a normal thing. So you get to hacky sack. This hacky sack thing is insane to me. Yeah, last night a professional hacky sacker came to our show because Steve had posted in a subreddit about hacky sack about how our band plays hacky sack every day. We have our own punchline hacky sacks. We're trying to really like spread the word and that's and like your niche is like the hacky sack community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we love it. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. it, it's such I'm worried a, about you, man. It's such a fun activity. It promotes teamwork. You yeah. know what I mean? Like communication. You're all, yeah, communication. Yeah. And another great thing about it is on long late night drives where you're starting to like fade. You know, you get out and you do this physical activity that's fun, and and it gets your heart pumping and stuff. I I I, I honestly like. I feel like at the very first, it was kind of like a funny thing to do. But not anymore. I'm dead serious. Like when was Hacky Sack big? That was like the '90s, right? I guess. Yeah, I played Hacky Sack in, in high school and things like that. We all, you know, we all did. But just over the past few years, like we play, especially on tour, we play. Every, we wake up in the morning, we play Hacky Sack. Stop for lunch. After we finish, we play Hacky Sack. At night, it's like a a, a ritual. Post tour ritual. Yeah. It's a ritual to like get to the hotel room, go outside, and and Hacky Sack. Yeah. It's it's amazing. <laughs> And last night, the other ritual is that you guys have the post-show rap. Oh yeah, when we so, get in the van, because that, that's important. Like, like you guys talk through the la- like yep. the set and how you think the show went and how what you can fix for the next night. Every night on a Zoom recorder, like what we're recording on right now, uh, we set it up at the back of the room. We record our set and we listen to it in the van so we can analyze and you know fix up any things that might not be uh, the best way they can be in our set. And then, I mean, I think that's how you get better. So Geekscape, is they t- I was the first person to not be in the band. 
uh, to not be in the core group that was part of the, you know, because I spent the night with you guys. <laughs> it was the first time that you guys have had an outsider as part of the post-show yeah. rap. I thought it was literally a rap. Yeah, and you, like, you did. And I, you busted and I out a rap that I was pretty good. I busted out a rap for you guys in the van into your microphone because I wasn't going to let it go without being a rap. Right. A post-show rap, you guys were saying W-R-A-P, right. like right. Wrap, wrap up. I'm thinking, you guys, because you yourself are a rap artist at times. Yeah, I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled <laughs> in, in, in that, but not, not for a while. Uh, but I like to try everything, man. I, I like to... To, when it comes to music, I, I like to try it all. What was wrong with rapping? Uh, nothing not, was nothing was yeah. wrong with it. It was kind of like a rap R and B thing, but uh, I don't know. I just I just think I'd rather write songs. Was that a line. joke to you? No, no, no. I took it seriously. It was, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I'm I'm proud of the. You know, I worked with my friend Harrison. Uh, he has, he has a project <clears throat> called Bad Boxes. Who everyone can yeah. check out. They're amazing. Um, but. He's an awesome producer, and like we made these songs where I'm still proud of them. I, I love what we made. I just, I think it, to to continue with that, and it would have required like doing live shows, and I don't yeah. think I was prepared There's some to do level live. of patronage that you can get some money back on that. Yeah, like yeah. some support because yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like Night Beast did it for a long hell time. Hell yeah, our friend Night Beast and. Uh, that seemed to work. And music's weird, man. I, music's the one industry that I don't think I can ever get into because it's just so. It just seems like the audience is. You can't guess who they are. I mean, it's it's, it. it's wild. Like, to Steve me. is joining us, and I and I never. I, I we're never, recording the podcast, Steve. Um, I never take it for granted that people care to go out and listen to sounds. You know, like right. go out and watch people perform. Little musical pieces they've yeah, created, uh, and I like to do that too, you know. So, uh, but I don't take it for granted because it's not. It is just an a well. There's a visual aspect to it, right. but for the most part, it's an audio. It's it's just enjoying sounds that someone's making, and and I, you know. But the digital transition that you guys that like right. you guys you know when you started out, everybody's listening to your music on CDs, right. Now they're listening to it not just on like purchased iTunes. They're listening to it on streaming. Yeah. So they're kind of like renting your. It's at, they're not even paying for the sounds really. Maybe they're subscribing to it. I mean, it's 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 How do you sad keep to doing say this? it in a way, but it's almost like your music, your your albums are a promotional tool for your live show and your your. It's almost like yeah, you vinyl has made a big comeback. And that's important to us that we have our albums. Are you guys going to get a record? Because that's, I feel like that's more of a collectible product. And that's like what I, if I really love an album, I want to own. Will you record. release Just Say Yes on, a, on vinyl? That's the one that hasn't been released uh, on vinyl? Will you guys do that? that? That's the only one that we haven't released on vinyl yet. And I'm just talking to Steve. How bad man. you want it? How bad do you there, want it? I don't even have a record player. But there are talks. I want there you guys, I want fans to like yeah. get a little ravenous. Right. Yeah, but there's only. I mean, most of our albums now have been released on vinyl, and I think that's important to have a, a cool uh, physical form because the CD is not so cool anymore. I just saw an article yesterday that last year, as if the CDs weren't already dead, the sale of CDs went down by three, three time, threefold. Wow. So they're basically dead. Within a year. Yeah, in a year. In the past year. Rolling Stone posted an article yesterday. It went from, but vinyl, but wow. vinyl sales went up again. So, um, What do you even attribute that to? Nobody has CD players anymore. Yeah, but they have record players. 
Well, how does vinyl yeah, well, go up? And like because I know it's I know it's a smaller number. I know it's like a smaller niche number. But well, like, it's because I would I would venture to say because I'm guilty of this sometimes that most people don't even actually you buy the record because you want to collect it. It's collectible, and as, you never as, even a, open it, as right. the, in the geekdom world, you would know that there are things you buy and you don't open even. Right. But uh, it's a collectible thing. But everybody knows that you can still stream it. You could you could still listen to it for free, however you want. But if you want to support the band and own something, buying the record is a cool way to do it. It's you like can, buying artwork. Yeah, you can frame it. You can open this big thing and hold it in your hands, and then you can have multiple colors of the record. And there's just I I think that uh, that is the saving. That that's the last product, you know. Because I mean. I don't know if there's going to be a revival of compact discs in 10 years or something yeah. where people are like, oh, these things are cool. Look at them. They're shiny. And I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Remember but that almost therapeutic click-clack sound of going into like a local like indie record store yeah. and going through the CDs? <laughs> yeah. And you were looking just through CDs. And it's like click-clack, 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 going through right. the filing of CDs. Yeah. That's gone. I kept, I kept all my CDs. I have them. They're up in my attic. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But I didn't have the heart to go sell them for fifty cents or something, or even right. I don't even know if you would get that. I don't even know if those CD warehouse type place that you sell them to exists anymore. Yeah, they're they're out there here and there, but uh, yeah, right. It, it, it I've seen people. I've talked to people say they just straight up threw them away. I'm not going to do that. No, I'm not I mean, I spent no. I spent thousands of dollars on these things. At least make a piece of artwork out of it. Right. At least make a chair out of it or a coffee table. Right. Make right. something cool out of it. Exactly. Come on, challenge yourself to make something better than it, a it, landfill. It would, it would break my heart to think that we sold all these CDs, you know, back in the day, and that all those CDs are just getting destroyed now. I would like to think that people are keeping them. <laughs> right. I still have all my punchline CDs that I nice. bought. It's funny that streaming... Wait, Steve, please, you get in close to me. Get sure. in close. Streaming, it seems worse for musicians, the way that you were asking Chris the question about. Yeah. It, you know? But what if <clears throat> what if streaming was the only thing we ever knew, and then, they, and then people came along and said, hey, we're going to change this, and we're going to make this, these physical discs that you have to have, but you have to pay more for them, and less people will have access to it, and you'll only have access to what you have. But that and like yes, the bands will get paid more, but the amount of people that will be able to hear you will be mm -hmm. severely limited. Would that be? That seems yeah, it's a perspective. That seems like such a backwards, backwards step. Have you noticed that because of streaming, more people are getting access to your band? Has your band has your, has your audience has your exposure grown with streaming? It or? has to have. It has. it has to have. I would think you'd have measurables. Uh, well, yeah, you can look at your stats every day. Right. You can go on there and look what city, how many people listened in that city, how many total streams. You can look every day. Um, I would say, I would, oh, that's a good question, though, because there's so much music out there at your fingertips at yeah. all times. It's not like, yeah, you think that you, they threw you to the lions with the noise as well, because there's a bunch of stuff streaming as well so like yeah. how do you cut yourself away from that and like really make We're, a name for yourself right i mean because you know back when back when we first you know signed to a record label and then our cds were actually in record stores that put you at this disadvantage over so many bands that didn't have their albums like physically in front of people when they're flipping through the cds so now the but, equivalent of being in a, on a best buy end rack is to be in their town playing music or, or, you know, there's also the the playlist thing now. It's if, yeah. if there are some popular playlists out there, and if you can get on one of those. But we've kind of learned that 
that doesn't even you could have some band that happens to get lucky and get on a huge playlist and get millions of plays on a song that doesn't always translate into, into people coming out to shows we've heard about that a lot the bands that look really big on those things but they haven't put the legwork in they just had they just got lucky in one way or another like got their song on a playlist got millions of plays but that does not always translate to people coming out and seeing that band right so that's where i'm glad we've done the legwork over the years and actually toured and did it the old school way you know not that they're not that bands can't be successful just based on a great song that mm-hmm. they just record i mean that's kind of the the give and take of it is a great song's a great song regardless of whether that band has been together for a day or a decade or has toured extensively or never played a show a great song is still a great song so that kind of levels the playing field where if that song gets in people's faces and people hear it that song can be popular i think so i like to look at that as a positive thing for a band like ours an independent band you know that means that if we write i feel like if we write a good enough song that we could compete with whoever's the number one song in the country or something or whoever's the biggest whoever are the biggest bands in our genre or in our world of music if i feel like if you write a good enough song and you get it in people's ears will steve ever write a good enough song i don't know i'm kidding you guys are one of my favorite bands like i think i think last night having seen you guys universe i've never seen tour in universe that's like a hit you guys played all the hits last night cool i'm glad you liked it you guys played all the hits. You guys played the two, the two or three hits off this new one. I call them hits. Yeah. When Geekscape is going listen to line, they'll understand and be like, oh yeah. Yeah, I those think, are the ones that were getting my feet tapping. Yeah, I don't know. You know, they're not technically hits, but the, the songs that we play, I think, are the songs from our new album that that would be most appealing to the most people. I feel that per album, you guys. Like your sound is stratifying more. Like Thrilled, obviously, was like that departure that we talked about, where the production was different than your other productions. And for maybe longtime Punchline fans, are like, "Oh, this is different because of that." But I feel like even with this with Lion, you guys have taken lessons from that one, from Thrilled, and been like, "Okay, we're gonna do. We're gonna have a couple songs that are gonna sound like old school, and we're gonna have a couple songs that that flex the muscles that we learned off of." thrilled and we're just gonna it seems like there's a wider range of sounds now yeah. to I what mean, you guys have on your albums then like let's take it back to when we met 14 years ago and it seemed like there was a narrower range of sounds on that right. so like you guys if you go over your discography it's not that you guys are going through changes you guys are like widening you know how some bands go through changes and right. literally like oh that was that phase this was that phase this was that phase I feel like even on this album you guys sound capable you guys like sound like you are doing a bit of what you guys used to do but now you're widening it you're not necessarily phasing that's, through stuff that's a good way to look Does at it does that make sense? I, for sure I attribute it just to becoming better songwriters and I mean just with anything you do all the time you've done for years and years you get better at it I like to think that some we people just get abandon sounds and you guys don't abandon sounds it doesn't seem like no no, I don't think no not really I mean we've always been a, a rock band you know whether you know there, there are smaller subdivisions of rock that you could right. you could put us in for different songs but we've always been a rock band with guitars and bass and drums <laughs> you know that, that has always been the basis of it so you, you try to do something new and interesting with that one thing that uh, popped off this year was at the end of 
I think one of the Far Cry 4, I think Far Cry 4 had a song that went viral and it was a Country Roads cover. When would you guys do some video game music? Video game music? Video game music. Would I would you be do interested video in that, game Steve? music right now. I've, I've done some video game sounding music before. I love making all, all different kinds of music. You did do a song about... I remember when you sat me down in L.A. and you guys wrote the one that you were like, this one's got video game sounds in it, and it had video game references in it. What was that? Oh, that's Everything I Wanted. Everything I Wanted. Everything I Wanted, yeah. yeah. There was uh, You were so I, excited to show me that song. <laughs> I was like, I approve. I made some song maybe a year ago after I love the show Silicon Valley, yeah. and I love the theme song for it, and the composer is actually from Pittsburgh, where we're from. I, I made a song that was in the style of that. It's very video game-esque. Hey. Where's that song now? Uh, that song's sitting on my hard drive, and I don't know if it'll ever see see the light of day. I don't know. I don't have anything to use it for. But you have a solo project, like Blue of Colors. Are you going to do more Blue of Colors? Um, if there's time for it and the songs present themselves, but for right now, I just feel great doing Punchline, for sure. Hey, we've had songs in video games before. Did you know that? Mm. Like like uh, we had Tony Hawk style stuff. Yeah, Sony kind of? ATV Off Road Fury Four. Right, <laughs> four, but not the console version. The handheld version, or whatever it was. What was what was uh, what, what was so what was Sony's? Or Sony what, was a PSP. PSP, yeah. PSP. So you guys were on the PSP like ATV Off Road Fury Four. Five people play that game. Okay, which yeah. is fine because those it five was people, Don't Try This at Home was what was on it. Five people are coming to your show from that video game. No, zero people are coming to our show from that video game. We also had a song on like some like video game a while back that was like you were a teenage girl in high school and you like put on different outfits and clothes and stuff. It was I think, like a girl game, like a style game. Yes, yeah. What song was that? I think that was also "Don't Try This at Home." Huh. And yeah. that was like Philbar Ramen's work, or what do you think? I, that, I think they yeah. were like, "Oh, we got to hook up on this digital right. app game." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've always, dude. My dream was to be on Madden, like th- to be on a Madden game or NHL. Well, are you guys consciously writing Madden for? The game? <laughs> so. I think we've had a lot of songs that could be on Madden or, or I mean, you know, our new album. You don't think "Friend from the Future"? Like they're up, up. I love "Friend from the Future." Upbeat I think that's rock song. songs. Like on our last album, I thought that there's we had a song called "No Stopping Us" that I I thought would have been perfect for like a sports related video game. It's just these up tempo, energetic songs. You know, I, I don't know. Will you play "Friend from the Future" on this here podcast? Do you go home and end the the show with it? I can put it on the tail end of the show. I love that song, and I love that video. I think that dude's a genius. He did both your videos for this album, and I think Keaton Manning. Keaton is super talented. He he couldn't have made two different videos. Right. Go to YouTube right now, Geekscapist, and listen to "Friend from the Future" from Geekscape or from Punchline. I just took your song. (laughs) Listen to "Friend from the Future." Yeah, you do not want me to cover it. I cover it when I'm driving, and you don't want to hear that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, please do not just like stop playing in the the middle of your set tonight. Just cut all the sound, and you'll hear me. Yeah, (laughs) run out the the next lyric, and it's not going to be fun. Um, Geekscapist, go to YouTube, look for the "Friend from the Future." Uh, video 
It's got tons of cool lights and edits and everything in it. And then look for the Darkest Dark video. And same filmmaker. Super talented guy, man. Like, did both those videos. I gotta give so much props to that dude. He's super talented. Keep working with him, man. Get him back from New York and keep working with him. Because he's super talented. Um, Yeah, I got a question for you. When are we gonna do... You wanna redo the theme song? For the 25-year anniversary of it, we should do a split 7-inch of the two uh, Punchline Jonathan London collaborations. Um, side A, the Christmas rap. <laughs> side B, Pirate Pete. <laughs> I don't even oh, know what that song shit. is. Oh, shit. I think a lot of... Oh, I think that a lot of Geekscapers just went, Whoa, Pirate Pete. I saw Pirate Pete the other day in my storage unit. Nice. And uh, and, and then when I saw like the Henson exhibit, there was a Henson exhibit at the Skirball in L.A. And uh, walking through it and seeing all the Muppets, I was like, man, I wish I could go get Pirate Pete properly made geekscape is if you go back to the very first year of geekscape back when we were a video show you'll see the pirate pete sketches jonathan has a couple muppet friends and i would be so down for pirate pete coming back you can hear pirate pete in the theme song for this podcast and he's referenced in the theme song of the podcast uh (laughs) i'm down dude you pulled that one I thought you were going to publish the rap I gave you guys in the van last night. I was like, no, no, no. We didn't record that. <laughs> yeah. Po- post-show raps stay yeah, in yeah. post-show raps. You don't... I was like, no, no. Dude, the, the, one of the craziest things... There's only been a few of these things in my life that were just such coincidences. And one of them happened on your podcast. Was your co... What was your co... Back in, back in the day, on Geek Drill. Dr- yeah. Trachtenberg? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the fact that we were talking Peanut about... Peanut Butter Solution. Yeah. That was wild. I thought about it this morning when I woke up and realized that you and I are losing our hair, and I was like, we could really use some peanut butter solution right now. Losing, I just you just you just shaved the whole yeah, fucking I just thing off. My head, yeah. Somebody at Comic Con, there's a teamster who builds the booths next to us. He used to build the booth next to us. He used to build Legendary's booth at Comic Con, which was right across the aisle. And he's like, "Come on, man!" He's like a, a Latino dude, and he'd be like, "Just fucking." Shave it, bro. Yeah, just why not? fucking shave it. I'm and going, I, and I'm I'm going like, to a barber today to have my head properly shaved. Yeah, but I mean, like, I asked God. I was like, God, listen, I want to be like Manu Ginobili, and I meant his basketball game. He gave me his haircut. Okay, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep Manu Ginobili's haircut because yeah, yeah, right. that's he, the closest to Manu Ginobili. He's retired. I he, in Geekscape is we're talking sports. He's one of my. He, he's just an incredible basketball player. He never played for the Jazz, but I I think the guy's awesome. Yeah. What you guys think? <laughs> what happened with the peanut butter solution what do you guys we just referenced it out of nowhere and we popped the fuck off no 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 no, no. it was your co-host yeah no it was i said we're talking about movies and i said the following thing i said like you know what movie i was like something like you know what movie i i loved and 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 it's crazy and he just went the peanut butter solution i went what the what? fuck? Out of every movie, I think you ev- gave him a hint. I think no, you gave him like there was a no hint. Long hair or something like that. No, like this nothing, kid keeps growing hair. Nothing, nothing like that. I and swear. He goes out and checks his pubes. It was yeah. It was out of nowhere <laughs> that I. It was like if you said to me like, you know what song I'm thinking of right now? And out of every song ever written, you just said like Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah, and, and, and it was right. That was like what I was thinking. Yeah, but anyway, that was wild. That I was, was literally thinking Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't nice. take that away from us, Chris. Nice. Um, I, I recall that you said a kid checks his pubes, and that's what provoked nope. us yelling out loud, fucking 
peanut butter. That's solution. not what happened. It was even more vague than that. It was just. It was just. <laughs> we talked about that after, but it was just the fact that he just out of nowhere just said a name like, you know. That's you know. not. That movie is not held up. No, I. It's on YouTube. I tried. I, I think I was entertained though. I think I watched. It. What did you think it was good to begin mm. with? I was a moron. I was a child. <laughs> I, yeah. I ate glue. Right. Like there, there were a lot of judgment calls that I wasn't making properly. Wait. I wasn't firing on all cylinders. As as, as we were pulling as an into, eight year old, as we were pulling into California yesterday, I was thinking so much about the wizard. Yeah, yeah, California. Yeah, was wizard was the wizard just made by Nintendo as a big long commercial for Super Mario Brothers three? You know it was. Was it? Steve is leaving us. Oh, Steve's taking a picture of us. You know it was. Like, I mean, what, 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 do you know that for sure? I'm just, I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, I mean, it's got crazy product placement. It's got the, the power glove. It's got all this stuff. That, it's, like, it's like McDonald's paying for Mac and Me. Right, right. Okay. That was the, that was the age of doing that kind of stuff. It's like, I've, oh, I've, we have a giant commercial on screen. Yeah. You know? But it's great. I mean... Mm, I don't think either of those movies ended up... <laughs> <laughs> like don't classics. tell me you didn't get excited when you saw Super Mario Brothers 3 for the first time. Oh, Come yeah. On. That was amazing, and it was during the time when the Nintendo championships were like yeah. happening. Right, and my dad drove me from Austin to Dallas to compete in them, and it's one of my favorite childhood yeah. memories. Yeah, Jim, but, our manager, who's with us, he went to see that movie in the theater, and he said when they went in there, everybody in the theater got a Nintendo, like a mini version of Nintendo Power. It's called Pocket Power. That uh-huh. was like went along with the movie. So yeah, obviously that should answer the question right there. Yeah, Nintendo that's did Nintendo's make that movie. financing. You probably don't want to have any pocket power when you go to theaters these days, kids. Uh, you may want to just save that at home. For, yeah. But I don't think <laughs> handing out pocket power in a theater is a nice thing. Are you streaming us live, Steve, or are you just taking nice photos? A video. He's taking a nice video. Um, well, dude, let's wrap up because okay. we're gonna go to Orange County and play tonight. I'm not gonna play. I'm I'm going to sing along. Um, but what do you want the Geekscapes to do? You want to check out both videos on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Punchline, uh, Friend from the Future, and Punchline, uh, Darkest Dark. Or you could just search Punchline Lion is the right. name of our new album. Uh, and it's on everything. You know, anywhere you can listen to music, type Punchline Lion, mm-hmm. and you'll hear our new album. And, you know, it was the first album we, we uh, recorded ourselves. Yeah. Um, which that makes a little extra level of pride in it. And, is that uh, a lion theme? Is what? That way, where you got the name lion? Is it the sense of pride that you guys had? Um, we, for a long time, uh, like we have the domain name punchlion.com and stuff. You know, obviously punchline.com is taken by like comedy clubs or something. Sure, sure. Uh, so I always thought it'd be funny to, to name our album Punch Lion. And, uh, to be like, oh, the new Punchline album, Punchline, <laughs> or, or we just thought that was like a cool thing, but then we dropped the punch card and called, called, called yeah. it Lion, and we thought, okay, that's cool, because uh, for me, I love cats, I love big cats, I think lions lions are the king of the jungle, uh, and I just think they're they're badass animals. I don't know any, any, more, any more to that. I don't know if Steve has any more insight on Lion as far as an album title, but... We were going to call it Punchline. Right. Punchline. Punchline. But then we dropped the punch. Right. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Um, Geekscape is the album is out. Go on like any streaming service or just get it off of iTunes so you can have it forever or at least until the rental on iTunes runs out and this stuff starts disappearing from your library. As I've been suspect about for a while now because I've started to notice things disappearing from my library. Yeah, yeah. I it could just it. be me going crazy, but... Another really good thing, shout out to Steve on this. We have a website, punchlion, 
Com. Yeah. It's a very nice website. And it'll have you link to all this stuff. Yeah, everything. Is, that's what we should have said. And now that you guys are back to touring regularly, you, you know, you can check them out in your town. Yeah. On our website, we have a days old calculator, so you can go and see how many days old you are, because we think that everybody should know how many days old they are. So punchlion.com slash days old. And let us know how many days old you are. All right. And then, of course, you can send your pet pics to yep. punchlinepets at gmail.com. Right. So... Geekscape is, you know where to find them. They're on all the Twitters and Instagrams and Facebooks. Go be a fan. Um, and I'm going to play Friend from the Future right now. And um, Geekscape, you can find us at geekscape.net and all this. And we'll be back in a few days with a special mini pod. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for having us.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network.